Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Alongside us, I've got my handsome business partner, business guru, Kevin Watson. Kev, how's it going, mate? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. So we've just recorded episode there. It was really good. We got pretty deep into, into everything. So yeah. we've just signed a, a five-year lease on the Boxing Burn Brentwood location, mm-hmm. which has cost us well over a million dollars. Talk about the the next five years, where we think it's going. Yeah. Let's talk about the potential or moving into the new finding a new Santa Monica location and, and then hopefully Hollywood soon yeah then we, we talked about Alzheimer's Kevin's mom's got diagnosed with Alzheimer's uh, four years just over four years ago just over four years yes and we talked about that and how he's really helping the Alzheimer's caused by raising money and how you can get involved with that as well which yeah. which is great and tells us some facts about Alzheimer's which kind of blew my mind so had you heard that Alzheimer's was the sixth leading cause of death in the United no, States no that is mad one in three elderly people get it. Yeah. So you have to listen to the podcast to, to hear all these quotes. We talk about where we think that the the, the fitness industry is going with technology as well. We get into that. We talk about the, the, the kids, this generation, they change their career every four years. And yeah. within that four years, they have two different jobs. I think the struggle with commitment for, for, for younger people and, and really seeing, seeing the process through and committing to something, uh, especially a career and... and seeing the depths of it before you reach the, the peaks. Yeah, we get right into that. So now we've got the Boxing Life podcast up and running, boxinglifepodcast.com. And this episode is 68, so we do forward slash 68. Big shout out to Jackie Martinez, who's been helping us with the show notes for this. Thank you, Jackie. So here it is, the Boxing Life podcast with me and Kevin Watson. Enjoy, guys. It's about that time for us to... Yeah. Now I've just been driving down Montana to come here and I noticed that all of the stores and shops are getting closed down now. I've noticed that as well. Uh, the last few, like the last year or so I've noticed, it seems like a lot of people are going out of business. And But I think in a place like Santa Monica, I think we're a bit in a bubble where the, the economy is not as bad as, as probably what we, you know, is maybe happening in other smaller smaller cities, but I've noticed that as myself, yes. Yeah, I think it's got something to do with the, uh, with the, the rent, you know, the rent. Oh, yeah really expensive here which we've just what we're going to talk about now about the sign that new lease but uh, I think it's got something to do with that and then as well businesses in in general I think it's if you're selling a product like for instance electronics yeah it's so hard to keep that business in business yeah well w- what's huge now Amazon I think they're they're putting retail they're changing the retail game uh, it's a lot of a lot of businesses big going time out, so. I mean that when I all I do now is shop on Amazon a, bit, yeah. a little bit too much, <laughs> and, uh, and you just it's it's, it's perfect because it's got people's reviews on there. You can yeah. see it, and, and then you can buy the product. No matter what you're looking for, I just go to Amazon, and it's the best price check there is. Even if you're in a store, if you look on Amazon, say, oh, this is sixty nine ninety nine here. If you go on Amazon and find it for fifty nine ninety nine, yeah, it's free shipping. And then you've got reviews on it as well, which yeah. is massive. So now the, the boxinglifepodcast.com website is up. And I'm going to be putting some Amazon links on there. Some stuff that I recommend that you go out and buy to help change your life. We'll talk about that later on. So, uh, yeah, go to boxandlifepodcast.com and then it's going to be under a, under a section called recommendations so you can chat that out. Uh, yeah, so me and Kev, we've been in business now for coming up five years in November, yep. correct? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we... We opened the Box and Burn Santa Monica location. Then we moved after 18 months. We signed the next lease on the Box and Burn Brentwood location. It was a three-year lease uh, with a three-year option. We missed the window on that. Do you want to talk about a little bit about how that works with the options? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we yeah, we definitely missed the ball on that. And uh, in reality, though, we were going to have to restructure that lease considering the sound issues we were running into, anyways. Uh, but essentially, when you sign a long-term commercial lease, you, you typically, you know, the landlord wants you to sign as long as, you know, you can get, whether it's five years or ten years. And then you always kind of have an, uh, an option to renew at the end of that first term. Um, that option kind of gives you the ability to kind of lock in rates. Uh, every year, there's going to be an increase in, in rent no matter what, uh, no matter where you are. But that option allows you to kind of lock in a lower rate and, and you know, kind of keep the same terms that you had, assuming all those were good. Um, so you don't necessarily have to rene- renegotiate all new terms when that, when, that, uh, when that current term is up. But once that term is up, you have a certain amount of, of time to exercise that option. If you miss that window, 
then the landlord can kind of come back to you and, and, and really jack the rates up or do whatever it is they want to do, uh, change the terms. And, and again, since we're amateurs at this, this is our second commercial <laughs> lease, we did miss that. But in, in reality, like I said, we were going to have to renegotiate anyways because we had the, the sound issues with the tenant above, which turns out it wasn't even really an issue. It was just that the, the tenant above just wanted to get um, get out of the lease without breaking lease. Yeah, so, so what, what, what he's talking about there, we're underground in the Box and Burn Brentwood location, and there's it's like a medical building above us. There's like lots of dentists, uh, doctors, and, and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And then there was one furniture store, and the furniture store started to complain about how loud our music was. This was like after two years of being in business. But because they wanted out the lease, they needed an excuse to get out the lease. Yes. And then they took, they took our landlords to court. So anyway, we, we end up uh, having to go through a lot, having to get a lawyer involved and, and everything, and they did. And now they've moved out the building. We've just signed a five-year lease on the location yep. in Boxenburn, Brentwood. And uh, I, was, I was saying to Kev the other day, I'm going to be 37. You'll be like 35, 36. 35, yeah. By the time this uh, this lease is up, which is uh, pretty scary. Yeah, well, scary, and but it's also I don't know you you had mentioned the other day. You know, we knew going into this building and into this space. And remember when we were talking to the other gym owner who we used to work for, he had mentioned he was looking at leasing the space. Right. <laughs> you remember that conversation? I was like, Yeah, why the fuck would anybody ever lease that space? It's a piece <laughs> of shit. Like so many gyms have gone out of business there. It's terrible, awful setup, terrible location. Yeah. It turns out, you know, five, six months later, we end up leasing it. But uh, we got an, uh, an amazing deal on it, and, and we've we've really made uh, the most of it and, and been very successful there. And I think the exciting thing is we still have a lot of room for growth. Yeah. We're not even at capacity there yet, but the gym's doing well and making money, and uh, trainers are doing great there, and, and we've kind of kind of proved everyone wrong, I think. Yeah, that was it. We coming to sign it. We were looking for a second location, and it's so hard to find a location like I said at the beginning of this podcast there's so many businesses going out of business because the rent's so high because this is underground it's in Brentwood which is a very desirable area mm-hmm. in Los Angeles where like the lots of celebrities and high end people live because it's a fortune to live there so this location because it's underground we got the we probably paid 60% of the, the market rate of, yeah of the market rate because of that mm-hmm. which uh, which made it uh, doable for us to, to, to do obviously it was a big risk taking that on, on board because as well there was three gyms or four gyms before us that had failed in there mm-hmm. and people were saying to us like you said the business that gym owner nah you would never rent that space don't rent that space other people were saying to us you shouldn't rent that space there's that many gyms failed but the the thing that we said was like but we not like any other gyms we different we, we confident see there's lots of gyms going to business to make money yeah. which is one of the worst things you can do going yeah. to business to make money yeah I mean obviously any business you need to make money to, to survive but I don't think that should be your ultimate goal no. your ultimate goal is to, to, to provide uh, the best product or service it is that you that you're kind of in and what you what it is that you do and, and, and you know the, the rest of it will take care of itself if you have a good product and you have a good service if you've got a good, good customer service you've got good you know good workers good employees good trainers in our case yeah um you know the profit and, and that well, the money will take care of itself there was a kid in, in uh, Santa Monica Jimmy the D I see a kid he was about 20 years old and he was shadow boxing in the ring and uh, you know oh, Tony Tony Jeffries oh I am it he says uh, yeah I want to be a pro boxer and I want you to train us I went alright I went I cost, a, <laughs> I cost a lot of money he went well how much I said like $300 a session if you wanted to train you for a fight uh, I can't afford that I went, why do you want to be a boxer? He's like 20 years old. He went, I went, have you had any fights before? No fights, no experience, nothing. He says, I want to be a boxer because I want to make loads of money. I went, mate, you don't want to get into boxing. To, if, you, if, that's why you want, if that's the reason you want to get into boxing and make money, yeah. you're doing a complete wrong thing there. And yeah. Terrell was there, Terrell Hendricks. I went, Terrell, tell him he wants to get into boxing and make money. And Terrell was like, uh, nah, it's tough, but I'll train you. Yeah, eight dollars a session. Course, I'll train yeah, you. <laughs> jump straight. He jumped right at that. Yeah, it's kind of like that's the that's the worst thing you can do going to boxing. Money. But maybe that's because of the scene, the Mayweather McGregor fight, and how yeah. much money can be made. This, sure. young, this young kid who does, he actually does dancing on Third Street Promenade. He's one of these street oh, okay. performers. Okay. And now he wants to be a boxer. I'm like, nah, bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you're passionate about it and you're, you, you, you know, you think you can do well, I, you know, I'd hate to shit on someone's dreams, but at the same time, you've seen that, that side of the business and you yeah. really know how it works. And 
you know, it's <clears throat> it's kind of like a hopeless romantic in a sense. They they just want to <laughs> they think they can get there and yeah, it's not going to work. It is. Yeah, so the 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 business now we've we've signed this five year lease, and like Kev said, we're not at capacity yet. We've got a lot more growth. Like I, I feel like the last well since we started well when we first really started business, it was trying to build and, and, and then like we, we broke even and, and start putting stuff in the business and mm-hmm. we're building building and then for the last two years it's kind of been ironing out all the creases yes right yeah. and then putting, putting systems in place to, to, to make it run smooth so we can concentrate our time and energy on other stuff rather than the day-to-day hurricane that's going on and now now we've got this lease the the, the creases are nearly flat now well they're getting there and now it's about moving forward and progressing and mm-hmm. really trying to blow up the, the brand as much as we can and maximize the, the potential that we've got in these two locations. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, on top of that with Santa Monica, we're, we're looking to nail down a new location. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at a really promising prospect just up the street, actually, on Lincoln. Um, you know, we moved in there. We, we signed a, a short-term uh, lease. Uh, and and ever, ever since we signed, you know, we've been there five years now. And we've signed a year extension, 18-month extension here and there every every uh, year to 18 months. And, and knowing, though, long-term, they're going to be tearing that yeah. building down. So we have to find a new location there. But got a really promising uh, and hopeful um, location just up the street. So hopefully we can get that nailed down within the next, you know, 6 to 12 months, hopefully. And, and you know, that'll be exciting for us. I think it would kind of bring a new energy and a new... Uh, sense of, of, of mo- uh, some new momentum to to Box and Burn, to the facility. Yeah. Uh, you know, we love the the, fa- the, the current location we have, um, but again, we, we need, there's some secu- there's a sense of security and there's value in security when you know that you can have a longer term lease. So that's something that we, we want to lock down to. Yeah, it's been pretty, well, uh, like I said, not, not very secure knowing that we've got until December and then it's like, Hopefully we can sign a new lease. Hopefully, so we've always been kind of looking, mm-hmm. but now it's like we know that the, the all the buildings around us are getting knocked down. So we know that we're next in Santa Monica to get knocked down. So we don't know how far we can extend it. So once we can do that and get this other one locked in, and then yeah, like like you say, it's it's exciting. It's going to be exciting for clients to come and view these new locations and yep. you know and then really progress the business. Yeah, and it's so tough in Santa Monica. I mean, since we, I mean, we got. It an unreal deal when we moved into our, our Lincoln Santa Monica location. Uh, but the real estate within the last two or three years in Santa Monica has just blown up yeah. to where, you know, the new buildings now that we're looking at, they're, they're looking for seven to $10 a square foot. <laughs> and then, you know, you have a 4,000 square foot place. I mean, that's absurd. And you can't, I, I, I think it's hard for a gym to survive, especially the, if it's a, if it's $7 a square foot and it's 4,000. So 28,000. Plus triple net. That's triple a month net. for people. Yeah, so after triple net and everything, that's going to be over 30. 30 grand a month. Um, and that's so hard for a boutique gym. Uh, you know, the difference between paying 20 grand a month and 30 grand a month, you know, that 10, that 10 grand is, can make or break you, really. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you're in the, if you're in the green, 10, 15 grand a month as a gym, you're profiting that. That's, that's great. That's really good. Uh, so if you're, you're paying that extra 10 grand in rent itself, then, you know, you, you might be shooting yourself in the foot. So... It's it's something it's it's a it's an exhausting um, process to look and to find a location, but again, I think the location that we're looking at now can hopefully really work out. Yeah, and the, a big thing as well in, especially in Santa Monica, it, anywhere if you've got a gym, is find somewhere with parking. Yeah. A place like Santa Monica yep. where it's so hard to get parking, that that's a huge thing. Not just the building, uh, and then and then the price and everything. So it is tough, and this is why there's businesses going out of business. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Uh, so the lease that we've just signed as well, I said, yeah, it's scary. I'm, I'm going to be in this lease until I'm 37, Kev, like 35, 36. <laughs> as well, it's like well over a million dollars yeah. that we've just signed for. Now, like, we, we owe over a million dollars in rent, which is madness to think. Like, where we're sitting right now, we're on Santa Monica Bluffs, where we first started the boot camp, donations only. Right here? Right here. Yeah, right over We here. were getting maybe... $50 a class between two or three of us. Then we had to pay Glenn out with that as well. Uh, uh, to sign an, a million dollar, oh, well well over a million dollar lease. Yeah. It's like, wow, we've come far in such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. And one thing I put out on Twitter is like, if we if we were listening to these people who were saying, 
don't sign this lease here. Don't, don't, you shouldn't do it. This is field. This is field. If you're listening to all these negative people all the time, you know, you're, you're not going to, you've got to going to get that far. You really need to do take that leap and take them risks to, yeah. to, to, to really do it, yeah. to get the different results. What's, what's that saying? If you, if you want something, no, if not, if nothing changes, nothing, no, that's not the one. There's this one to do, like, if you, if you want something not, nobody's ever yes. had then you got to do things that nobody's ever yeah. done that, yeah so if, if yeah. someone's yeah. if someone's telling you not to do something if they've been there and done it then it may be worth listening but if, if they've not if there's people who's never done it before like I'm talking about in this industry people who's personal trainers mm-hmm. who've never opened their own facility before to try to tell us it's like no nah, I mean yeah you know, you know yeah well everybody's got an opinion you know and but again, if you've got that confidence and you've got the 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 um, faith in your people and, and what what it is that you do, then you know it'll figure itself out. Yeah, the passion and drive. So, uh, what what we're doing now, like I said, we we, we look and concentrate a lot on getting this Santa Monica location sorted, and as well now, well, I'm, I'm putting so much energy into doing the brand awareness stuff, the marketing and all that, and really trying to blow it up because. Uh, before I've been concentrating a lot on the Boxing Bill Academy mm-hmm. and then which has kind of took my eye off the ball with the gyms you've been doing all the, the other stuff like the, the behind the scenes shit ironing putting, training the trainers uh, kind of you've been we've both been kind of caught in a bit of a whirlwind where we've not yeah. been really progressing yeah. but now we, now we can progress forward like putting charity events on uh, we've mm-hmm. hired some guys who's helping us with uh, marketing stuff which has been massive. We're getting more content created, like we're doing a video. We've got guys following us around a little bit, doing some video content to, to blast out on social media and, uh, and on the website. So it's things like that is, is really big for brand awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a place called Kai's on Montana this morning. Have you heard of Kai's? Uh, what is it? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, this is so LA. It's like vegan, a vegan sushi uh, burrito. Never it's, heard of it's it. like uh, doesn't sound like I'd go in there. But. No, it's so nice. It's yeah. it's like vegetables and and stuff wrapped in some uh, seaweed, mm-hmm. and you eat it like a burrito. It was amazing. Anyway, the why I'm talking about that is because the, the the way that I found that out the other night, I googled the best restaurants in LA, and loads of YouTube videos come up, and I was start watching them. I was like, oh, that that's in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and I went there. Uh, there was tons of videos. This was just someone's blog. We never had many views. Yeah. So that sort of content creation, you don't know or putting stuff out there all the time on, on YouTube or wherever, you don't know who's going to watch that. Yeah, never. I mean, yeah, you really don't. And, and it's something that you've got a lot better mind for it than I do. I just, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. And it's like, I don't really, it's, you got to really think about, I guess, the bigger picture, the larger picture. But yeah, like, I mean, you've been doing it for so long. You understand that if you just, you're consistent about it, you yeah. just put things out there t- day after day after day after day. Uh, <laughs> it's my daughter's walking up to the podcast no <laughs> that's alright yeah I mean you've got to be consistent with it and yeah. keep important stuff out because you de- never know like we like we did a yeah. Boxing Burn Academy in Denver last mm-hmm. week and there was a guy came up and said that he heard about their academy through he somehow come across a, a Box Life podcast on YouTube in the Recommend Me so he was watching a video and where it says recommended videos alongside it uh, he's seen the one where I, I had Trell and I was talking to Trell about boxing and that's how we kind of found out about the Boxing Burn Academy yeah what it is you're just increasing your exposure the more content you put out there the more chance the more of a chance that someone is, that might be interested in what you do is going to see it yeah. so you're just increasing your exposure and putting it out there now it's got to be good content it's got to be quality content yeah. it's got to be um, you know stuff that people will catch their eye and will, will, will it will sell them on the idea of the product. But again, if you're putting that stuff out there like every every day, then you know at some point or another someone's going to see it. Yeah, I, I told you. I don't know how much I did tell you about the meeting that I had with uh, with John, who the guy who does the marketing, brand, and awareness stuff. For he does it for On It, Roots of Fight, uh, Glory Kickboxing. Uh, he, he's Brendan Sharp's publicist as well, so he really knows his shit. I had a meeting with him. I've done, done a training session with him. Then I went for a coffee and I, and I asked him, like, how can we promote the Boxing Burn Academy? What do we need to be doing on that? Mm-hmm. And he really said, well, it starts at the top. You need to be promoting the business owners first mm-hmm. to promote you guys. And then 
people will see you, they'll see you own Box and Burn gyms, and then the, the, then from there, that'll filter down to the Box and Burn Academy. Mm-hmm. He said, if you, if you needed to put so much time and energy and money into a, into a product, you know, it's kind of not, not the right product. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, if you think about it, with Box and Burn when we started, we didn't put, I mean, the, the organic growth was so big for us we didn't put that much effort into no. the branding and anything from the beginning How, we barely spent any money on marketing and, and promoting in the beginning uh you know again i think because you were so good and about putting content out there that kind of took care of itself but at the same time if you have a good product yeah the people that are engaging in your product they're using they're 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 the 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 clients or the members, if they love that product, they're going to want to share that, that word. They're going to, they're going to bring people in for you. You know, yeah. they, you know, in LA, especially in fitness, you know, people want to think that they're doing the hardest workout, the best workout. And if they feel that they are, and they feel that, that what they're doing at your facilities, in, in our case, Box and Burn is, is amazing. You know, they're going to want to bring people there. And, yeah. and it's not even, I mean, I think having a, a great loyalty program and referral program is important, but we never even had that you know we're working on implementing a little bit more thorough and better referral program now but uh again people will promote for you they'll, yeah. and you gotta you gotta ask but you know they'll do it there's a there's a podcast called by a guy called pat, pat flynn and i'll get this in the show notes so if you go to boxing boxinglifepodcast.com and go into the show notes for this episode it'll be in the show notes uh pat flynn it's called it's called being everywhere and he's talking about you want to kind of be everywhere mm-hmm. not not spreading yourself too thin where you can't do stuff good at everything but like like now we've got the podcast we're doing blogs uh we're all all the social media with the youtube this the instagram the snapchat the, the yeah. everything so we've been everywhere so check this out and it, it's really interesting to find out where this this guy he's a podcaster but he gets he gets most of his uh, his business and he's smashing it through writing blogs mm-hmm. where you would think, because I don't personally read blogs, I write one, but I don't read them. Like It's like, who the hell reads blogs? But there's yeah. thousands of people do. People do, yeah. Again, it's just exposure. Like you said, it's just about exposure. You know, yeah. and, and the more you can put out there, the more content you can put out there, the, the more exposure, the more likely the, you're, you're, you're upping your chances of, of someone getting, uh, you know, having some peak interest in, in your product or your service. Right. So. We were at Perform Better last weekend. Another thing, how we how we get in the brand out there. And done, we had a booth there. cost $1,000 for three days. Uh, there was 600 or 700 personal trainers there. It's a, how would you how would you explain the Perform Better Summit? What, what uh, well, they just bring the, some of the biggest names in the industry in to do you know seminars and, and speeches and hands-on uh, hands-on workouts and and you know it's just a great place for you know anybody that's in the in the business to kind of come and see what are the new trends what are the new uh you know theories and philosophies out there and, and you know you just get to hear from some some of the absolute best in the industry and yeah. the ones that have been there and seen the, the the twists and turns that the industry has taken and, and they can kind of help you navigate you know yourself you, you know you and your product or your service through through it yeah and it's a, it's a good event it really is but we've we've been there as kind of clients the last few years but this time we had a booth there meeting all these personal trainers which is great for the again great for the brand and, and networking and uh, a guy called luke uh, i can't pronounce his last name i should have i should have wrote it down and you would have been <laughs> read it but uh, luke he owns vigor ground uh gym in seattle this a lot this will be in the show notes so go there and he's doing a, a business summit called vigor ground fitness business summit again that that's a uh, that's this month, right? Is it the end mm-hmm. of September? We're going to go to Seattle. If anyone's around or listening to this podcast, we'll be in Seattle doing the, the Business Fitness Summit by Vigor Ground. Uh, and again, we're going to be meeting all sorts of business owners, trainers. And, and that's another thing, like what we're talking about, being everywhere, getting your name out there. We really are getting our name out there and getting bigger. Yeah. Well, with that, I think the big thing is networking there. Yeah. And everyone tells you how important networking is. And it, it, it's, it's, you know... It, it's a hard thing sometimes because it almost feels like you're, you, you kind of have to suck up to people and do whatever, but that's not what networking is. No. It's especially when you, especially when you, you know, you're, you're genuine about it and you, you know, people, people know, notice that in you when you're, you're passionate about what you're doing and you want to talk with somebody about, you know, Hey, what it is I'm doing? What do you do? How can we kind of help each other? How can we, you know, give advice to each other? Cause you know, we all have different perspectives and viewpoints and yeah. experiences. So 
you know, it's just, again, it's networking. There's kind of like a, a bit of a, a circle that we're in now, like I feel like with the podcast, talking to, to like say, Jeff Rugia, the Mind Pump boys, uh, Ben Greenfield, and, and, and a few more. I don't know if I've told you this, but like every now and then I'll get, a, I'll get an email off like Jeff Rugia saying, Tony, meet... Uh, Andy Murphy, the mm-hmm. guy who was on the last podcast. Andy, meet Tony. Tell us a little bit about and introduces us. Yeah. So these guys who's top networkers, they're really helping other networkers network. Yeah. So 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 and it's it's amazing. Now Jeff Rusher's doing doing this uh, for us. That means I'll do anything he wants for him, you know, because yeah. he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Putting us in touch with these people, and then now these people are putting us in touch with other people, and it's just really expanding the network. Yeah. Yeah, you scratch their back, I'll scratch their Exactly. Scratch it's, it's and uh, I've, I've started doing too. I've, I've been introducing people who I know to other people. Now they're going to podcast together and yep. then, then that, just, that, that just looks good for us. And yeah, like you said, you scratch their back, you'll scratch your back. A big thing that, uh, that Luca told me I went for lunch with him was about something that you've been seeing for a, a long time about doing charity events, mm-hmm. which for, uh, for, for, I can't say the word. Philanthropy. Philanthropy. <laughs> is that an American word or English? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I've, never I've never been to England, so I don't know. I've never heard it before. I come off you, but uh, yeah, he said put these charity events on in your gym. He does one every Sunday, and uh, it's a hundred percent of proceeds go to charity. Bring three friends, get a free T-shirt, mm-hmm. and now you now you're building this community, building this network of people, and more people's getting introduced to your product. Yeah, you're building your presence within your community. I think, and that that just you know is such it's, it's a it's a, a something that kind of people gravitate towards. You know, if you, you know, you can have a great product and a great service and a great whatever it is you do, but if you don't give back, if you don't kind of spread your wealth and and help the people in your community, then you know, at, at the end of the day, what are you really doing and and why? Uh, yeah. You know, I think especially with gym and fitness, we are such a community-oriented gym, uh, and we have such a strong presence in the community, and we have the ability to kind of do these events and to help and to give back uh you know it's something that if you're not doing it as as an elite business you're kind of missing the missing the mark a little bit I yeah think. oh definitely and uh yeah and, and i never really understood much about it uh in, until then so now, now we're doing some charity classes at, at box and burn as well and then you're involved a lot with uh, alzheimer's do you want to talk yeah. a bit about that yeah sure uh so you know, I've done the, the walk to in Alzheimer's um, in Louisville, Kentucky the last two years. Uh, my mom was diagnosed four years ago. Um, so it's something that's very, uh, you know, really resonates with me, something that's very important for me. And, um, you know, I, I did really, really well at fundraising. And, you know, it's never something that I've, I've done well at. And, and we say all the time, I'm not, I'm not a salesman. I'm, yeah. I'm terrible at it. But when it's something that, you know, hits home for you and, and you know you can make an impact in a big way, uh, you know, it motivates me to do it. I get almost competitive about it in a sense. And, and so last year and, and the, with the Kentucky walk, uh, in that region, I was the top fundraiser, uh, between Kentucky, Southern Indiana, I think maybe parts of Tennessee, uh, between all of those walks, I was the top, uh, uh, personal fundraiser, um, in that whole region. So it's nice. something that, you know, it just it was super rewarding and gratifying for me. And I got a lot of a lot from it and learned a lot about it. And um, so I figured this year, you know, why not get involved more with the walk in L.A.? Because, you know, this is the community that I'm involved in. And I think I can have even a further reach and further impact, uh, you know, my, myself, but then also through Box and Burn. And um, so I'm working with the, the leadership committee uh, on the L.A. Walk to End Alzheimer's this year, um, specifically working with sponsorship, team recruitment and um, uh, you know, this is a new, something that's brand new for me. I've never really worked in the nonprofit before. I don't really know how this works. And, uh, you know, again, it's hard to at, go and ask people for money. But in reality, if you just tell people your story and tell people why you're involved in this and why you're doing this, everybody can kind of relate to that story. And un- unfortunately, more people than you would realize have been affected by Alzheimer's right. dementia at some point in their life. Um, so just sharing your story and letting people know what it is that you do, you know, that they, they love that and they love to see people, you know, that are passionate and, and kind of excited about fundraising for such a, such a good cause. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but um, here I'll read some facts that people really just don't realize, realize how far reaching 
Alzheimer's is. What's uh, your uh, if someone wants to donate, Kev? We'll get we can put this in the show notes yes. as well. Uh, what 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 will it be? So you can donate or you can join the team. Uh, if you're located in the LA area, we're working. We're really looking for sponsorships. That's a big thing that we need. Um, but we'll put the link there. It's basically it's going to be act.lez.org forward slash go to forward slash team bnb so we'll nice. put that link in there yeah we'll you, get that in the show notes you can go there um and and you can either join the team or you can donate to our page uh i've set the goal of twenty thousand for our team um the walk is november 12th so we've still got you know two months or so till then uh but you know oh, we've got, got some, i think we've got I want to say a little over five grand right now total. Nice. We're the number one team in all in all of LA. But oh, you know the last two the last two um, two months is when everyone really kind of starts yeah. to kind of everyone procrastinates on the the the, the fundraising. But um, again, you know we've we've got two months. So you know in reality, I'm not telling many people this, but I think we can hit thirty thousand. Hopefully, we yeah. got a few events uh, planned for it, and um, you know hopefully we can really. Uh, making a big impact there. So, so there's some some crazy stats. If if you guys aren't familiar with this, most people don't realize. 15 million Americans provide unpaid care for people with Alzheimer's or other dementias. Wow. Hang on. I got a buzz. All right. Let me go back. Okay, here we go. Uh, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another de- another form of dementia. Bloody hell. It kills more than breast cancer and prostate cancer c- combined. Uh, since 2000. Deaths from heart disease have decreased by 14%, while deaths from Alzheimer's has, uh, Alzheimer's disease has increased by 89%. Wow. Um, every 66 seconds, someone in the United States develops the disease. More than 5 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. Uh, by 2050, this number could rise as high as 16 million. Um, Alzheimer's disease is the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. Most people just yeah. don't realize that. And, and, you know, I think a big part of it now is, you know, the baby boomers are, you know, if you guys are familiar with what a baby boomer is, those, those seniors are now getting to that age. And, and, you know, my mom was only 60, what was she? She was 60, 63 when she was diagnosed. She was only 63 diagnosed with Alzheimer's, wow. four years in now. Uh, but, you know, the early onset and all of those things are just becoming such such a, a big problem these days. And, you know, I think it's a, a lot to do with 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 uh, with lifestyle and, and how you diet and what you eat and, you know, the sugars and the the um, artificial flavoring, uh, artificial sweeteners and all these things that, you know, our society is just so unaware of. So a lot of it just becomes uh, awareness of lifestyle and awareness of diet and what, what it is that you're putting in your body and the kind of lifestyle that you live. Um, but, you know, there's so much research. I think Congress just approved, I want to say, $4 billion in funding for, for a cure. And, and, you know, it's been such a political thing for so long because who gets Alzheimer's? Well, the older people. And, and well, why right. do we want to invest all this money in people that are aging and, and getting closer to death anyways? I know that's a dark thing to think about, but, you know, in reality, if, if the ages where people are being diagnosed with Alzheimer's gets, starts, get, just keeps getting younger and younger, you, 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 you're for, for forced to face that. So, um, you know, again, I, I, they're pressing, for, uh, they're pushing another bill now to get more fundraising. But again, the awareness and the money... Um, all together is really, uh, really growing and becoming something uh, big, and they really do think they can find a cure. Um, and if not, you know, a lot of that money goes into well, w- awareness of how do we avoid, you know, getting that disease well, in the first the place. Well, the awareness of that—it's the sixth leader of death in yeah. in America. That is crazy yeah. because uh, I don't think. Well, since since we found out about your mom and your mm-hmm. mom's been had it for a few years now, like. We find out a few other people have got it, you know. Like yeah. I, me personally, I did. But before then, I, I never knew anyone that had it. So yeah. you, you think you think that it's it's not that big of a deal. A few older yeah. people get it. We all see the, the movie The Notebook, which is which mm-hmm. was really big for awareness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean that's crazy. So what, I mean, the, what can the cure be be for? Is it diet? Well, I think. Th- well, that's uh, again. They're they're investing. There was actually there's a 60 minutes. Uh, I want to say a couple, six months or so ago about in, I think it was uh, Medellin in Colombia, uh, there's this little bubble of, uh, there's a family where 
in the thirties, people in their thirties are being diagnosed with this. So, and like, like the, every family member is like, has like a 50% chance or something like crazy like that of, of developing the disease. So they're, they're putting a lot of energy and efforts into uh, studying this family because you know, they're, they're able to, uh, you know, realistically uh, guess who's going to get this, get this disease. So they're, they're giving them pre-treatments in a sense to see if, well, maybe if we, if, if we can narrow down who we think is going to, you know, develop this disease, if we give them some sort of treatment before they actually, um, are, they're actually diagnosed with the disease, maybe we can fix it that way. But, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of science to it and there's a lot of complications that I can't necessarily explain right. or explain yeah. well. But, um, you know, again, a lot of it, I do believe is awareness and just understanding what are you putting in your body um, and, and avoiding those things and just knowing what Alzheimer's is and, and what the warning signs are because the sooner you can kind of address it, the better. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing now is just helping raise awareness and helping raise funds and, and because that, you know, six, six leading cause of death now, but if, you know, by 2050, if that many people have it, then, you know, it's, you're talking about maybe a top three uh, leading cause of death in the U.S. So, it's again, it's just one of those awful, awful diseases that just get swept under the rug because it is something that nobody wants to talk about. There's yeah. nothing sexy about it. There's nothing that, you know, it's just an uncomfortable talk, topic, but we kind of have to kind of break that yeah. and, and really move is, forward. Is dementia, is Alzheimer's a form of dementia? Is that right or, or not? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, again, I don't know the exact science behind it, but yeah, I think, I think dementia is a form of Alzheimer's. Yeah. I think to a lesser degree, it's not Alzheimer's, but I, I could be wrong in that. I don't want to overstate or st say something yeah. I'm not exactly sure like, of. Yeah, because that, that's something, you know, that, that I was worried about in the past with, with doing boxing, mm -hmm. like getting punched in the head all them times. That, that's obviously, it can, can cause dementia and we've yeah. seen it with lots of fighters. You know, yeah. it's a scary thing. And what it is, is it's essentially, it's your, your temporal lobes and the, on the, the outer sides of your brain, they essentially begin to decrease in size. They, 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 they begin to deteriorate and, and you know, it, it just, you you lose, you know, the, your most current memories, and then at the later stages, you lose, you like, you essentially uh, start to forget everything about your childhood, your parents, your kids, um, and at at the very end of it, the very last stage, I mean, you forget how to walk. Most people are, are bedridden for for a year or two, or if not longer, before they actually pass. And you know, at the very end, you forget your body essentially forgets how to breathe. Wow. That's that's how bad your deteriorate your brain deteriorates and and you just lose your motor motor skills and and you know those essential things that you need to 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 live such as how to eat how to walk how to breathe right it's, it's that's, just that's terrible crazy. yeah so guys yeah we go, this is episode sixty eight so it'll be boxinglifepodcast.com forward slash sixty eight go there and everything Kev talks about and join in the box the box and burn team B and B team for the Alzheimer's yeah. walk in Elliot if you can donate anything. One dollar, ten dollars, whatever at all adds up, and it, yeah. and it all helps. And these, they do these walks nationwide. I think even globally, I believe they do some. Uh, I'm sure they maybe do one in England or, or a few in England, and maybe. Yeah. And I think I've heard they've done one. In, they do one in Ireland. Uh, so if you know, if you can't donate or whatever, get involved anywhere um, around where you, where you may be. I know we have a lot of global listeners and, and people across the nation. Just get involved wherever you can. It's something again that is really, really important. Uh, and, you know, let's make a difference. Let's, let's, let's find a cure for this. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, that, that's terrible. When we, we're going to Vegas, the end of, the beginning of October, we're going to uh, do interview a doctor who's an expert in brain health. Um, I can't remember his name, but I'll get it and put it, put it in the show notes as well. We're going to the Cleveland Clinic. That's where I've done my, my brain test uh, last year. I also done a podcast about the uh, effects of... Uh, what, what, what boxing's had on my brain so and I d went and done the tests anyway so that'll be in the show notes that podcast episode you should listen to that <laughs> I forgot where I'm going now. I've got these kids running around <laughs> wild we're, we're at the Palisades Park so yeah um, boxinglifepodcast.com forward slash 68 and yeah we're going to interview this, this doctor so it's going to be interesting for you Kev because yeah. I know I'm he works with Alzheimer's uh, patients as well sure. and he's absolute stud in the field so that'll be that'll be real good to talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, another something else I want to talk about. I heard this quote. Have you heard it before? Practice makes permanent. Permanent. I've not heard that. You sent it to me earlier. I thought that's what. Uh, I think there was a typo. I didn't know exactly. But practice makes permanent. It makes sense. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. This this girl was in the gym. She was training with Terrell, and she said that she was training at other gym, 
in a, in a, in a box and wasn't very good. And uh, she says, like my, her old dance teacher said, practice makes permanent. And I love it. Yeah. I absolutely do. Because it's like if you if you're boxing and, and you practice and box all the time, but you practice not the wrong way, it doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent yeah. mistakes. Yeah. You know, I, I made a post on Instagram about this. Uh, I think we can relate it to this a little bit earlier this week about, you know, the way you do one thing is the way you do yeah. all things. And again, if you do one thing or, you know, anything you do, if you practice it and you do with bad habits, don't expect to be able to go and do something else and have good habits. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an attitude. It's a way of life. You have to really dedicate yourself to doing things right and doing things, you know, and, and putting, you know, a lot of effort and energy into to always being the best you can be at whatever whatever it is you're doing uh whether you're you're you know learning how to box or you're stuck in a dead-end job that you you can't you can't stand you know a lot of times it's hard for us to to maybe make an immediate uh decision to up and leave that job or whatever because we got bills we got kids we got to pay for whatever it is don't don't just you know fall in that rut and, and say okay i'm gonna i hate this job i know when i leave this job i'm gonna do whatever that is that my next job so much better don't just think that way. Yeah. Think, okay, let me do great at this job. Um, I may hate it, but if I can form the good habits now, form the, the right worth ec- worth ec- work ethics now and, and really commit to being excellent at something that I'm not great at or something that I'm not passionate about, imagine how good you're going to be when you actually find something that you're passionate yeah. about and find something that you're, you're excited about. So don't just expect to do something bad because you hate it and then all of a sudden find something you love and expect to be great at it. You have to, you have, to have the work, right work ethic and, and the right principles and the right um, attitude in anything you do. Uh, yeah. It's not a switch. You can't just turn Definitely it on. Definitely getting them good habits. Like you said, and I love that quote, what you say, the way you do one thing and the way you do everything. And it's, uh, I, I mean, you, you know me better than most people. Kev. I, I'm, I'm one who rushes into stuff and, and does, does stuff on the fly to get it done fast. But when I think about that quote, it really makes sense. Like, do it right the first time and then you're not mm. going to have to do yeah. it keep redoing it uh, but and like this so that uh, ties in really well with uh, practice makes permanent because yeah. you need you need you need if you're doing something right all the time pra- you're practicing it you're practicing it it's like the, the marketing that I'm spending lots of time in now mm-hmm. I need to practice it right and, and do it right mm-hmm. you know when I, <laughs> when I was boxing as well it took when I moved to America Tommy Brooks me trainer from from boxing like this to this, moving me left lead and up about four or five inches, no, not even that, three or four inches, that it took us like six months to, to be able to do that yeah. because I'd been practicing and I permanently had me hand low, so I wasn't practicing to make perfect. So it took that long to get that up because I was in their bad habits. Mm-hmm. You know? So I love that. I love that. And she was a dancer that yeah. was telling us about that. Yeah, that's a great quote. Um, you know, the, the other day I was uh, I was dr- driving, talking about networking and, and the way things happen. I was driving down uh, Wiltshire Boulevard on the way back from work, and I was dropping Big Jack off, who was, who was staying with us. And I wanted to reverse into the into the uh, next lane, so I looked in my side mirror, and there was nothing behind us. Mm-hmm. I put my foot, put it in reverse, boom, smashed straight. There was a small car behind us, a small Toyota, <laughs> smashed straight in the back. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> shit. So I drove around the corner, followed the street around the corner. I was like, oh my God, these people in LA can be, can be harsh. So uh, I went in the corner and I got out the car and I went, listen, it was a young girl. I went, listen, I'm so, so sorry right. about that. She went, oh, it's fine. She had a cigarette. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I went, all right. I went around and there's a big, massive crack in a, in a, in a bumper on the front bumper. Uh-huh. And I went, oh, I'm sorry about that. She went, no, that was already there. It's all good. I was like, wow, and she's seen the boxing manager. She said, oh, you go to Box and Burn? I went, yeah, I'm one of the owners there. Oh, really, really? Oh, I've heard all about that gym. I'd love to go to that gym. I went, oh, really? Yeah. Actually, you did cause that uh, crack. Can I get a six-month free membership? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I just said it was true. We went, oh, well, I'll be able to give you a free month if you want. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. I'm so happy, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and now she, so I've given her a free month. She's came to the gym and she signed a friend with a friend and a friend signed up for, for a month as well. So, wow. so that crash ended up getting us like $200 a month, at least yeah. for, for one, you know. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's turning the negative into a positive. I know you're big with that. Yeah, <laughs> big time. There was a, there was a, a, a set before Sarah was pulling in, it was when she was pregnant with her second baby. Mm-hmm. She was pulling into the... Uh, I remember this, yeah. Yeah, and, and, she, and she touched, I mean, touched a guy's wing mirror 
and, and he got out of the car and he started shouting at her what look at this it's a big scratch and there was I swear down there wasn't a fucking mark on the car there wasn't a mark Sarah coming to me I come out and went what what went, look there's a scratch there there's a scratch there I need a hundred dollars a hundred dollars fuck off <laughs> oh about that no, nah, there's a scratch there. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the police. And then, yeah, I took photos of it. But that's, that's earlier. So I had that yes. in the back of my mind when I crashed into this girl. And she was the opposite. She was fine. Yes. You know? um, so moving on. We are signed this five-year lease. Now it's about promoting the business. So where can you see us, Kevin, in five years? Well, I'd like to have, you know, we'd, we'd like to be, obviously we already are a staple in Santa Monica and Brentwood. I'd like to become a staple in, in Hollywood. Uh, in another five years, maybe one other location, um, or if not, maybe uh, you know, work towards building a franchisable or a license uh, or an affiliate style program um, where we can really expand our reach nationally or globally. Uh, that's something we've always kind of had in the back of our head, um, and you know, it's hard to focus a lot of energy on it because we have so many other day-to-day things. But I think if we focus and get all these little day-to-day things right, and we get all these processes processes right, then that's just setting us up for success to be able to, to expand and, and have a model that can be, um, you know, usable yeah. in other gyms or, you know, other, other parts of the country or, or even across the globe. Yeah, because yeah. we're still getting asked all the time, can I get a franchise, can I get a franchise or affiliate and all that? And like now we're not ready because we, we don't want, just want to do it and earn a quick book. We want to mm-hmm. do it and, and keep the quality high. I think that's the only way, only way to do it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you, again, if we rush into it and we, 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 we just kind of give in to these people that want to do that, I mean, sure, there's, there's always a chance it could work out great, but like, you know, in reality, you could really tarnish and, and kind of hurt the brand if you, if you grow exponentially and on a large scale. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we're open in Miami and New York and, and Chicago and, and San Francisco. And then all of a sudden, those, those gyms don't do well because, you know, you and I at this point still need to be around to really make sure everything's going going well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, again, if we we expand too quickly and we don't we don't put the efforts into to getting that model um, to a place where it can be uh, replicated, you know, by someone else, then you know it could end up hurting the brand really. Yeah, and I think another thing what we've been speaking about lately is doing like a, an affiliate where we where uh, what's it called Warriors? What Martin Rooney's product? He does it. Where Ultimate, I know, I'm not sure. <laughs> <The> wrestler, Ultimate <laughs> Warrior. No, it's a uh, the what's it called? The, the what, his Warrior thing. Anyway, he's got a he's got a class that he puts into different gyms. Mm-hmm. And if we can if we can somehow get a, a system where you might have a gym and you want to introduce boxing because the big most popular workout there is now, mm-hmm. uh, you can be able to put a boxing burn class into your gym and then by paying a monthly fee. I think that would be that would be really good. Sure. And hopefully we can be in a hundred, a thousand gyms around the world doing mm. doing that. Yeah. Uh, and as well with the Boxing Run Academy, that's that's going uh, all directions, which is which is fantastic. Another thing I think we that is exciting and I think is important for most uh gyms or most fitness um uh, fitness uh, facilities and, and, and classes is, is introducing some form of technology to the class and yeah. we, we want to do those videos if you've, if you've ever taken our classes or you've seen our, how we run our classes you know we've got the three stations with rings bags and conditioning um, we want to put uh, rather than just having a trainer on the floor shouting their head off and you know maybe you hear maybe you don't we're going to have videos up on the, on the wall with different combinations for the heavy bags different instructions and then um, for the for the conditioning, we'll ha- you know we have four exercises, and maybe we'll have the four exercises up on a big screen that are kind of showing you what the right form is, what the right technique is, uh, you know, with the timers telling you when to switch. Um, we gave the idea of, of the the heart rate monitors a try in Brentwood. Maybe something we'll revisit or something with, yeah. with Hicks go or something. I don't. I'd, I'd like to really find some ways to really introduce, uh, you know, some some really. Uh, uh, functional forms of, 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 of technology within the classes. I yeah. think that's an exciting thing, something people really like. But the technology, yeah. I, I remember, I don't know if you were in the meeting when we went with that guy, Joseph, the investor guy, the loaded guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he he was telling me about a gym that he wanted to do where it was like in, in shopping malls where you've got your equipment in front of you and then it's on a screen. Like you, you, it's kind of like your pay-as-you-go. 
and you put your money in like it's like a slot machine and then mm -hmm. you're in your little station with your equipment and you watch a video of a workout you pick a workout you want mm -hmm. and and so everything's computer you 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 might need one member of staff mm -hmm. in there just to make sure everything's run, running well all day yeah. on minimum wage yeah but i mean that sort of business model sounds nice doesn't it, it does sounds, sounds nice uh sounds minimal amount of effort and minimal amount of overhead which is nice and then what we've spoke about before is is the possibility of you know kind of getting into the virtual reality world at some point um with what we do we don't want to get too far because i don't want to give give away that <laughs> yeah that that'd be good you know there's a there's a store opened up in third on third street in the mall mm -hmm. at the bottom there have you been that one yet where it's all in new inventions i don't think it's, so what's it called it's really good yeah. i i can't remember the name i'll, I'll get it though uh -huh. uh, and it's got them things where you put the them on your eyes and your ears and it's it looks really really good and yeah. it seems like that's where the future's going it's scary at the same time it is yeah it is but i mean it's i mean you can make the case about this thing i mean we're on this all yeah. the time and anyways and, and so i think it's just the natural progression uh of society yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't think you can stop technology technology is is uh king yeah i watched that video again the other day of that Simon Sneak, where he talks about the millennials. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and this will be in the show notes box on lifepodcast.com forward slash 68. Watch this video from Simon Sneak. I can't pronounce his next name, but talking about the millennials and how how this generation is fucked up, really, through kind of through, well, not just through technology, but through the parents as well. Because parents tell people, you know, you know what a, what's it called? A millennial. Millennial? The, the generation. What the age group they are? Uh, yeah, what is, it's like 30 to 18 or it's, something. It's from, if you were born 84 and above. Okay. So I was born in 85, so I, I sneak in there as well. You yeah. were 86. 86, yeah. So, uh, but I, I feel like we're not. We, we're good because what he's, what he's saying is parents, parents these days tell the kids that uh, you can have anything you want in life and uh, and you, now you're getting awards for coming, for coming in second, third, fourth place. For, yeah. for everyone gets an award for taking place. Mm -hmm. So kids think now that they can... Uh, that they that they can just go out in a job, and if they don't enjoy it, they can change the job and do what they do what they want. Mm -hmm. So you need to watch this video; it's a, it's like a game changer. And then there was that podcast that with Kevin Cruz. Mm -hmm. You listen to that one as well, yeah. Where the guy said, uh, "These days, everyone has everyone's career. They change their career every four year, yeah. And within that four year, they have two different jobs. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, we can see that we've been in business for for five years now, yeah. And we can see." kids doing that they're coming in they're working for us and yeah. they'll work for somewhere else then it's like ah oh, nah fuck the fitness industry yeah. after a few years I want to do something else yeah I think I think it's it's uh, it comes down to commitment and, and really allowing yourself to kind of see the process through and and you know a lot of people I think get so stir crazy and they get bored so easily I mean we we live in an ADHD society where you know we you know, we always want to move on to the next best, the next best thing, and and you know, there there certainly could be, a, I think, a, a positive side to that too. But it's it's hard, you know. It's if if you don't well, know how to positive. I mean, I look well. Okay, so let's consider the opposite. Say, for example, and I don't know if my parents will listen to this or not, but they did the same job, you know, for thirty, thirty-five years, whatever. Right. And they 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 got their bills paid. They did phenomenal job raising us. They always took care of me and my brothers. They, they were incredible. But if I'm sitting here thinking about doing the same job, the same job for 30 years, does how does that make you feel? I mean, does that give if you... If you a, enjoy it. If you enjoy it, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the difference. If you don't enjoy yeah. it, if you're enjoying what you're doing, mm -hmm. you've, you've kind of won. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. And I, obviously, within those 30 years, there's progressions. You move up the ladder. They they literally worked in the same place for thirty years. But Did they enjoy it? I think I think they, I think they enjoyed it. Yeah, I think they 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 liked what they did. But I think there's also something to be said for complacency. And I'm not saying my parents settled or whatever. Yeah. Not, not by any means. I mean, they, I really do think they love what they did. But a lot of people, I think, just get stuck. And again, I'm not saying they got stuck, but people just get stuck in. A, and what it is that they do on a daily basis. And they, they get in a place where they feel like, well, you know, I'm so deep into this. I can't get out. I can't, you know, I can't make a step, you know, outside of this box because this is my world now. And, and I'm, I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in here. I can't take the risk to go out and do something that I'm really excited or passionate about. And I think that, you know, there's, there's two sides to that. And, and yeah. it's a sense, in a sense of paradox. You gotta, if you love what you do and you're happy on a daily basis and you, you, um, you go to work happy, you come home happy every day and, and you, it's a very rewarding thing for you. It's, that's great. But, you know, I think it's, I think there's a, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to find, especially when they're doing the same thing for 30, 40 years straight. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you get locked into a job, you're afraid to kind of take steps uh, outside of that box yeah. and, and you get, you just get stuck in something that doesn't make you happy. You, you need to, you need to be a, I think not now these kids or even grown-ass men we've seen who keep changing the careers mm-hmm. often it's like you need to stick with one for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. before to get to really get successful at it. yeah the, the one overnight success mm-hmm. i think a lot of people want that you know sure. me my little my little sister i i hope she's not listening to this <laughs> but uh, she she was doing a job and she Ah, I hate it. I hate it. She was in university. She's mm. done it for like a year. I hate it. I, I, I'm not doing it anymore. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And I, and I told her my lesson to her was: Do you think I used to get up running, like getting up running every morning for, or, or getting punched in the face all the time? I couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like. I didn't like fighting. Yeah, the, the the rewards of boxing was great, but I had to go through years and years and years of doing some stuff that I fucking hated yeah. to be able to be where I am right now yep. to, to, to live the life that I live now and love in life yeah. you know? and that was my lesson to her you've got to do stuff and and kids listen to this if you are from, from whatever age 18 to 26 you've got to really do stuff that you don't like to be yeah. able to live the life that you really want to live yeah you got to pay your dues uh, and I think you know what, what we are seeing with the younger people is they just have this sense of entitlement like they deserve it because you know they've been told from the beginning like you deserve it and I think it's good you gotta have self-value self-worth but like you can't have that entitlement you have to earn it you have to go out there and, and you know put the blood sweat and tears into it and you know really see what the depths what the, the bottom looks like in order to, to have perspective and understand how good it feels to be right. at the top. And then that makes it that more rewarding, that more satisfying for you. And you, you really do, um, you're a lot more, I think you have a lot higher sense of, of gratefulness when you, when you reach the peaks, you know? Definitely, yeah. And this, that, that's kind of what, the, what that Simon says on our, on our video. It's so mm-hmm. good. But yeah, you have to check that out in the show notes. Yeah. That's a hard thing about now raising my kids, two kids, one on the way is like how how do you right you, what you said there? They need to see the bottom before they can get to the top. Like now, I'm in a I'm not rich by no means, but I'm in a good position where I can, if I want to want some new shoes, they can get some new shoes. Yeah, yeah. Like before, when I was a kid, it was like you get some new shoes if you ever go on holiday, which is once a year. Mm-hmm. And now it's like like I want to get buy them shit all the time. Like no. how can you not spoil your kids? It's, well, it's tough. there's a quote, and this doesn't necessarily pertain to kids, but you can probably relate it to kids. Is I think. As a leader, you can let someone fail without being a failure in the sense that, right. you, you know, you don't have to, like, yeah, you want to, you should spoil your kids. You should make sure your kids are taken care of. But along the way, there's lessons that you, you can, you can kind of show them and teach them and make them, as long as they understand that, hey, it's not like this for everyone. And there may be a point in time where you, you can't afford a pair of new, new shoes. So you got to go out there and earn it or, or whatever, right. like, um, I don't know if I related to that quote enough. I'm trying, but it's, no, I, I think it's, I think it's very relatable. Yeah, it, and, and we see it all the time, especially in LA, compared to where I'm from. I'm sure where you're from as well. Mm-hmm. Spoiled, spoiled kids, they've got absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. They've got personal trainers paying $120 an hour, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, I mean, it's all right for, for us, but like, yeah. you know, but for, for kids, it's a, it's a tough thing. Yeah. It really is. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, that's, that's good. How long, how long we've been going? We've been going for some time. It's a great podcast. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And now, like I said, I keep telling people I'm excited to get this new site open. We're running. It's still not perfect yet. The Boxing Life podcast website. And they've got the recommendations on there. Some things from Amazon, what I want to talk about, like the light bulbs. Okay, yeah. We need to get some yeah. of these light bulbs, mate. The, light, <laughs> the game changes. These light bulbs that, uh, that it's like natural daylight. So if you live in a dark place, in a, in a dark uh area where there's not much windows or if you're from England and the skies are grey outside these light bulbs really like 
give you the natural light. We need to get some down in the office in Brentwood. Definitely, I have been telling Emma we need to get some there because, like I said, we're underground, no windows or anything. We need to get some in there. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were full of vitamin D, so then we'll be on there the, on the Boxing Life podcast website. Get a little fountain running water down there too. And yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice. And then, yeah, you'll be able to, we've got all our links for our social media, be able to follow us on there. And uh, yeah. until next time. If also, too, if uh, we spoke a bit about the Alzheimer's stuff, if anybody has any questions or, um, you know, inquiries about that, how they can help, what they can do, uh, you know, and you just don't know how to get involved or you're having trouble finding a way to get involved, uh, please reach out to me. You can email me at uh, Kevin, K-V-A-N, at boxandburn.com, uh, or you can inbox me on Instagram. It's Kevin, K-E-V-A-N, underscore Watson. Uh, but any questions at all, uh, yeah. feel free to reach you out to me. You said that a little bit fast, K-E-V-E-N. It's K-E-V-A-N, like a van, like a transit van. K -E it's Kevin with an A, K-E-V-A-N. K-E-V-A-N, van, van. Uh, yeah, <laughs> K-E-V-A-N. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Thanks so much.